Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. My name is Dr. Michael Rice and my co-host, Jeannie is tied up on a phone call right now, so she'll be with us in a few minutes. And let's see, today is Monday, January the 4th, I believe. You know, out here in the boonies in, in Florida, you kind of lose track of what day it is. I know what day it is because we were out visiting with folks on Sunday, but otherwise, I'll go for January the 4th. In any event... We're honored, we're delighted that you're here to share this space with us and this time with us, and that we get this opportunity to share this awesome tool called forgiveness. You know, there's one major door through which happiness enters, and it isn't the door of having stuff and sensation. Actually, sensation is a drug. People people go out and they get themselves into huge debt because they spend, 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 so they'll have stuff in their hands. They'll have money in their hands if they can get enough of it. And that creates literally a, a, a chemical addiction. But that addiction doesn't last very long, and it feels like relief from pain. Therefore, people call that happiness. But the truth is that happiness enters through one door and one door only. If you're living in a world of hostility and fear, then happiness enters through the door of forgiveness. And forgiveness doesn't mean I let you off the hook for what's happening inside of me. Forgiveness is the tool with which, if you're experiencing some form of hostility or fear, you alleviate yourself of, you remove your hostility and fear. And when you do, your natural state is joy, aliveness, and happiness. That's our natural state. It's the way we are designed to live. It's the state we're designed to live in. The world convinces us that all kinds of things are necessary in order to be happy. And that's simply not the truth. Things are not required for happiness to occur. What is required is that we live as human beings. Our definition of a human being is easy. It's simple. Hold a newborn child. You know exactly what happiness is. And whatever resonates that state of being in you is the key. If something comes along and resonates some form of hostility or fear, there is no possession, there is no drug that will alleviate you of that. There are certainly drugs that will alleviate you of the awareness of that. But it's only by passing through and working through the hostility and fear-based content in your mind that When you remove it, when you finally are finished with it, the natural state of happiness shows up because your human life, that that newborn essence that you are, just naturally shows up. And when we tap into that state in ourselves and others, the result is pretty profound. It's pretty awesome. And so all of the tools that we teach, we teach in order to support people being restored to that state of aliveness, joy, and creativity that is natural to the human being. On Friday, 
being the new year, we talked about uh, some of the uh, workshops that we do, some of the different tools to kind of give you a, uh, an insight in, in one fell swoop, or actually it'll be a couple of fell swoops, as to the work that we teach and what our tools are about. So we covered several of those on Friday, and I thought that I'd just pick that up again today and share with you more of the different workshops that we do. We, we shared on Friday that the whole body of work started out as, why is this happening to me again? And this goes back about, oh, gee, 35, 37, 38 years ago. Prior to the title, Why Is This Happening to Me Again being involved, this work was in development for about 10 or 12 years prior to that. And so over a period of the last 50 years or thereabouts, we've been working on developing an understanding of how to restore people to human life. And so Friday we talked about several workshops that have spun off and come out of why is this happening to me and kind of natural outgrowths. And so I'd like to share the rest of those with you today. And so the, the next workshop I wanted to talk about is one that a lot of people raise their eyebrows when they hear the title of it because the, the title sounds kind of strange. We've been taught that stress is a bad thing, but actually – Without stress, you'd be dead. So the title of this workshop is Getting the Stress You Need. If you didn't have, for instance, the stress of thirst, you wouldn't drink, you'd dry up, and you'd blow away. Stress is behind all behavior. And when you know how stress is created... If you really just stop and think about it, it's so simple, and yet you can listen to, and I've done it, listen to most of the stress experts in the world, haven't found one of them that can tell us precisely how stress is created. Out of the ancient Aramaic, we find the answer to that. Stress is created every time that you set a goal. And when you set a goal, that goal creates a stress it causes the mind to go into action to guide your behavior in the achievement of that goal. It's a wonderful system. Stress is a wonderful thing. But when we are creating goals that don't have to do with who we are and what our life purpose is, that don't have to do with maintaining our human lives, then we create stresses that we don't need, and those stresses will ultimately destroy us. Because the energetic dynamics of those destructive stresses will create such a load on the tissue structure that the tissue structure breaks down. I worked with a gentleman the other day, a friend here, took him through a still point breathing session. Someone who's a big achiever in the world, and it's been useful for him to be able to achieve. But... Underneath the issue he wanted to work on, the issue he really wanted to get rid of was recognizing that his father had been a very angry man and that he had been a very angry man all of his life with employees, with, with um, especially female friends. There was just repeated outbursts of uncontrollable rage. And as he was entering into the still point process – what he touched into was the awareness that the thing that drove his anger was that in relationship to his power person, he had to do everything just right. And if he didn't do it right, his power person would puke on him. And so here he is, 50 years later, still being driven by a four-year-old's need to be right. And because of the power person dynamics that we shared on Friday from codependence to interdependence. And just to briefly talk about that, remember we talked about three behaviors that are possible when one's functioning out of carbon-based memory, and they're all related to levels of stress. When there's no stress, people will do whatever they did to get along with their power person. Stress starts to build. Automatic decision system kicks in and drives them to do behaviors that will, that were, will, designed or that they experienced would allow them to survive with their power person. And then when they became ultra stressed, they did whatever their power person did to them that they hated the most. So here would be outbreaks of rage when the four-year-old wouldn't do it perfectly. And now 50 years later, an employee 
a girlfriend, doesn't do it perfectly, and up comes that outburst of rage. Mom doesn't do it perfectly, doesn't get it the way he wants it, and bingo, there's the rage. So we inherit those dynamics, and again, as I say, the the doorway to happiness and joy is is the gateway is forgiveness. Because when I can forgive that power person dynamic, then I can be restored to the truth of who I am. And so it was really quite sweet to come out of this session where there was all this conversation about needing to be right and be in control and, and just gently coming out saying, oh, my God, I don't have to do it all right anymore. It was a major revelation, major revelation. And this is a gentleman who's a well-educated gentleman, intellectual knowledge, just, you know, beyond, beyond the average person on the planet, way beyond success, way beyond, and yet still driven by a four-year-old's rage. Getting the stress you need means that you will only set goals. You won't set goals for somebody to have to do it right like you had to do it right, and then when they don't, pass on the outburst rage energy from a power person. You won't do that anymore. You'll forgive that outburst rage energy, and you'll ask people to do it a certain way, and when they don't, you'll gently offer correction and support rather than an outburst of rage, just like the difference of night and day. So getting the stress you need is another, it's actually a two-hour DVD that we have available in our catalog. Another workshop that we do that's spun out of why is this happening to me again is purpose, personal power, and commitment. And the purpose workshop looks at two levels of purpose, primary and secondary. Our offering in that workshop is that we all came in to do exactly the same as far as our primary purpose goes, and that is to develop this state of being love and functioning out of love, which we could call the spiritual body, to develop that so that it is so ever-present and so powerful that nothing can override it. So primary purpose is the same for all of us, and then secondary purpose is different for everybody. And, of course, the world, if you, if you notice, just watch the next time you sit down in front of the television, watch what the commercials do. The commercials frame goals for you and imply that you will only be happy if you set those goals. And most people, because they had power persons who were so demanding, came to the point of believing that if someone framed a goal for them, they had to set it. Kings have been perfecting this one for centuries. If you won't go along with the king's goals, he'll kill you. That's all. It's just the way the world has been set up to work. And it's insane. So the only person who can... Set goals for you. Everybody will frame goals for you, but the only one who can set them is you. And you'll notice that the television set and every commercial frames and, and implies that they've set a goal for you. You have to do this to be happy. Kings do the same. Businesses do the same. Churches do the same. People ask other people ridiculous questions, implying that if you haven't set the goal that I've set, then there's something wrong with you. In fact, I maybe will pronounce that you'll go to hell if you haven't set the goals that I have because I belong to a sect of a religion that says you have to do it this way. And and you look at the fact that there are 32,000 sects of so-called Christianity all saying they've got the right way. I mean, it's pretty bizarre when you really think about it. 32,000 because you were born into this one, you believe that's got to be the right way, and you've done nothing to research and get to the root of the original teacher's truth and what he really taught, you accepted that somebody said, this is the way it's got to be. And crazy. So what happens is the world tends to, as we grow, brainwash us quite literally into believing that 
our purpose is to follow whatever it is that they demand that we do. And that brainwash drives people. I think the essence, one of the things I express in that workshop is that the essence of midlife crisis is that someone grows to an age of 40 or 50 and all of a sudden they realize that they've been driven, controlled by others' goals their whole lives and unconsciously all of a sudden get a sense of what they're really here for. And that crisis becomes, oh my God, I haven't been doing what I came here for. Drives people to drink. Drives people to suicide. So in the Purpose, Personal Power, and Commitment Workshop, we present a worksheet, a step-by-step process for bypassing the brainwash. There's a way to bypass the brainwash of the culture that your job is to go get a job and make money, that your job is to recognize that he who dies with the most toys wins. I can remember that's what I was brainwashed to believe. And then one day I made the discovery that he who dies with the most toys is dead. Maybe you don't have to die with the most toys. Maybe it's not even about getting toys and being a good commercial spender. You know, you look at back, oh, the crash that happened a few years ago, and you notice that the crash came because people were so deep in debt that they couldn't get out. And there was a certain man who was the leader of the country when this happened that said, hey, everybody, go spend more money. That'll cause a recovery. Uh, excuse me, we're so deep in debt that we can't get out and you think we're going to solve that problem by spending more money. And if you look at that philosophy that drives so many people, it drives our whole legislature in this country. Actually, did you know that we're at the point right now where we're in debt for about and, and I've, you break it down a little bit because somebody says 18 trillion, you go, so what? What's that? That's $18,000 billion. That's called driven by insanity. So when you undo the insanity, you get to discover your true purpose. And your true purpose means that you get to tap into your higher guidance, which is what leads to personal power. And then when you're committed to that, you change the game of your life. You just don't play the game that the culture has brainwashed you into doing. So that's kind of the essence of purpose, personal power, and commitment. Another workshop that we do is called The Circle of Life and How to Play It. And the circle of life, actually, I usually work, if you've been at one of my workshops, you've seen me with a four-by-eight whiteboard, and I totally fill that board over and over again. Well, in this particular circle of life workshop, I, I do what I call the upper path and the lower path, and we compare what lower path behavior looks like and what its upper path alternative is. And that when we move on the lower path, we end up, no matter what occurs, if we get it all, we still end up as losers. If we move on the upper path, it doesn't matter whether we get everything or nothing. The person, because of the way that they've lived, who lives on the upper path, simply ends up being a winner. No matter what, if you live as a human being, if you live out of love, then by living that way, by functioning out of the active presence of love, you will be a winner no matter what happens in your world. No matter whether you get all the stuff of the world or you get none of the stuff of the world. The person on the lower path can have everything that appears to make them successful, but there's no success in it. Oh, they got stuff, but that's not success. There's an interesting line I shared a couple of weeks ago from the film Trombo, which is a story about a writer in Hollywood who was like top of the heap, but the back in the McCarthy era, the 
went after him and tried to shut him down and after he's recognized by the writing by the writers association he gets an award part of his acceptance speech he says he really refers to this circle of life workshop the upper and the lower path and he says in essence that everyone who's living in the non-being world he says everyone looks for heroes and villains but in truth everybody in that world is a loser even if they win cunning this insane mind in convincing us to live other than as human beings in order to try to win something that is our natural birthright that is our natural gift and then speaking of natural gift there's another two hour DVD that we do called Naturopathic Keys to Health and my background being in naturopathic medicine which is healing without reference to x-ray surgery or drugs Nothing that would violate the integrity of the human system is allowed or used in naturopathic medicine. And so in that DVD, we we look at different basic principles of naturopathy, like kind of water do you need? How much do you need to drink? Should you be showering in water that's filled with chlorine? Does that make sense? Well, there are some pretty respected physicians that are saying that the reason for uh, heart attack being the number one or heart disease being the number one killer in America is because of chlorine in the water. So we talk about a number of different things that are natural or unnatural to the human system. And as you tap into those, you start to see that You've got an internal guiding system that, if you know how to listen to it, will guide you in everything. And that's sort of the key, that when people are out there in their hostility and fear searching for health, I was talking to someone this morning, and they were wanting to travel and wanting to take some vacation time, but they were driven by their paranoia of disease and their appointments with disease practitioners instead of living their lives in joy and aliveness and liberty driven by that craziness. And so the circle of life talks about living from the upper path as a human being is love and naturopathic keys explains that you can only have health in the cell when the cell is connected to power supply it's designed to work from. That's the number one key in health. The minute you disconnect, the number one disconnector is fear. The pursuit of health becomes futile. Now, I posit the question in that workshop, how many have a device in your home, your office, your shop, your kitchen, your car, that when you unplug it from its power supply works really well. And everybody has to admit, oh, there's no such device. Think about it. Hold a newborn child. The child comes in as the awesome, sweet, active presence of love. That's our power supply. That's what we're designed to stay connected to. So Naturopathic Keys gives us some of the tools and keys to that and then some of the things to do on what we call a physical level to make sure that your physiology is taken care of. Another workshop that's spun out of why is this happening to me again is Mind Shifters and Introduction to Still Point Breathing. That's another two-hour DVD that we have. And Mind Shifters... That's a tool. We call our support groups mind shifter support groups. But specifically as a tool, a mind shifter is a tool that's used to take advantage of the fact that the mind works by resonance. And if there's something that we hide from ourselves, that if we can resonate that which we're hiding, we can touch into it. And touching into it from a space of love is what initiates and brings healing in the process. So Mind Shifters looks at, in that DVD, we explain that tool, 
And in still point breathing, we explain the basic process and benefit of still point breathing, although we don't explain the, the actual doing of the still point process. That's something that we reserve for personal attention. It's not the kind of tool. It's too powerful a tool to just hand to somebody and say, oh, well, here, I'll explain how it works. Now you take and go off and do it yourself. Not that way. It's a tool that's ultimately meant to be used for yourself by yourself, and we explain the basics of it, but in terms of the exact mechanics, that's something that we only teach in a live workshop directly. Another of our DVDs is Mind-Body Bioenergetics. And Mind-Body Bioenergetics is its actually two separate interviews. It was a gentleman up in New York who uh, I did a inter television interview with uh, for a New York station up there. And after the uh, the interview, he asked me if I knew Bruce Lipton. It's like, gee, you know, no. This was way back, 20 years ago, before Bruce Lipton was popular. And I was like, no, I've never heard of him. He said, well, you and Bruce Lipton, the cell biologist, are doing the same work. And I was like, are you kidding me? He said, yeah, man, you've got to listen to this tape. So I did. And I ended up uh, getting a copy of it and, and permission to use it. So we now have a two-hour, we have a one-hour video of myself. Uh, being interviewed by this interviewer and, and an hour of an interview with uh, Bruce Lipton in a mind-body bioenergetics where I talk about the forgiveness process and he talks about uh, cell biology and how mind energy uh, literally, you know, a thought creates neuropeptides that uh, circulate in the cell and turn on and turn off gene expression. So mind-body bioenergetics is a powerful two hours of um, some pretty cool stuff. And so that's another DVD. We've just created four hours, two two-hour DVDs, Aramaicisms, which is a conversation between Dale Allen Hoffman and myself. And Aramaicisms is a term that I coined to represent getting back to, and what we're looking to do is to preserve the original Aramaic thought system. So moving into an understanding and a conversation in two two-hour segments, Dale and I have this dialogue going on about the Aramaic language and the concepts of the Aramaic and the meaning of words from the Aramaic. And uh, it's a really powerful set, which we actually are just in the process of editing. So they're not actually, that, that uh, uh, set of DVDs is not yet available. We're working on that, and hopefully in the next few weeks we will have that available. And then another uh, two-hour DVD that we just uh, created. Excuse me. <coughs> I just inhaled a little bit of water. And a new, another new DVD that we created recently, one of the most important lessons, I believe, and one of the most misunderstood lessons of A Course in Miracles is What is the World?, and so we've created a two-hour DVD entitled, What is the World? And we look at the difference between the world as the creator created it and the world between our ears, which is the place where forgiveness must be aimed, that we need to aim forgiveness correctly in order to hit the target we want to hit. And most people are aiming forgiveness at somebody else out there. You know, I'm in pain and it's all your fault, but it's okay. I'll let you off the hook. I'll forgive you. Where forgiveness was actually meant to be aimed inside at the world of false perception to clean up the internalized hostility and fear that most people are blaming everybody else about. So we have that new DVD. And then we've got a couple of DVDs that I did several years ago on the Course in Miracles. It's, I've been involved in the course uh, oh, for, well, since its inception. You know, I probably uh, picked up my first copy of A Course in Miracles about 30-some years ago, just uh, within months of the time that the course was first published. And so we have a, a two-hour DVD called Introduction to Advanced Understanding of A Course in Miracles. And basically what I do uh, is I take the, uh, 
the course, about 70 lessons in the course, and synthesize them into this is what it's designed for and this is how it's meant to be used. I first started, I'd been doing this work for several years, and I first started doing the course when I had taught a, a series of lessons at a, a church in Atlanta on parables. And we completed that series, I forget how long it was, it was eight-week series, something like that. And uh, when we completed, uh, people were like, well, well, what are you going to teach next? We, we want to keep going. It's like, well, you know, I really didn't have anything in mind. If you want to do something, what would you like to do? And two or three people came up with the idea, and the group ended up saying, A Course in Miracles. And when they said that, I was like, well, what is A Course in Miracles? And they told me. I went out and bought the book, and the next week we started to teach from it. And it was just like we hadn't skipped a beat. You know, the course itself says there are many forms of the course, and I realized back then that I was teaching a form of the course that was different than the actual Course in Miracles, but the principles were there, so we just continued and didn't skip a beat. It was like nothing had happened except we carried on with the study. So that's a pretty powerful synthesis of about 70 different lessons from the course. And then one of my favorite lessons from the course is a new beginning. And the new beginning is just a really powerful uh, place for starting over in your life and instructing your mind on, okay, we've been doing this in the past, and now we're going to create our world and recreate our lives. And so that covers the uh, the different workshops that we do, and uh, all of those are available on DVD, some of them on CD. If you want to look at the, uh, the website, which is www.whyagain.org, up uh, toward the top of the page, you'll see a link that says products. And if you click that, that'll take you into the catalog that shows you all of those different uh, products. We are working on creating a, uh, a members area so that people will be able to access, you know, on a monthly, you know, on a, a small monthly fee basis, they'll be able to access different videos. Uh, that's a, one of the reasons why we're sitting still this year to, to get quiet and try to uh, put together working on upgrading our web presence and uh, uh, being able to make things available through through that particular mechanism. And some of the other products that we carry, just so you, you have an idea, one of the, uh, the things, if you know or don't know it, I'm the director of a foundation that's translating a copy of the oldest known New Testament, its original Aramaic language, into English. And what we've published so far from that text is called the Kabors Manuscript. You can go to the website and click on the Kabors. And actually, you can see we've got a low-res images of all 515 pages. It's a really, really cool uh, piece of, of work. And so what we've published so far from that is a book called Enlightenment, and uh, from the Aramaic, and it's kind of a, a, a neat text in that the, the, it's divided into three parts, and the opening of the text gives you a look at you know, the manuscript, where it came from, its history, a little bit about it, and then there are some select passages from the New Testament where the key words have been left in Aramaic, and then the back of the book, there's a dictionary, a first century dictionary. So you can go back and look at not what does a 20th century mind think when it says this word, but what does a first century mind think when it says this word? And you look at the way language changes. You know, a, a simple example is uh, if I said to somebody, you're really cool, back in 1900, I'd have probably been saying something about their body temperature. But that's not what it means today. I remember uh, a friend of mine, uh, Dr. John Jolly, out in California, and uh, he sponsors um, exchange students quite often. And he had a young man who came from China and was staying with him, and it was somebody who was a pretty upbeat fellow going to college. And one day he came home just very dejected and very upset. And Dr. Jolly's like, this is so uncharacteristic of him. It's like, what's going on for you? And the young man said, oh, it's cool today. They called me a very bad name. And he's like, well, well gee, what, what, what did they say to you? What, you know, I thought you got along pretty well with everybody. 
He said, oh, it was very bad. He said, I looked it up in the dictionary. They called me a cold cowboy. And Donald kind of looked at it. He's like, tell me more. What what exactly did they say? He said, I looked in the dictionary. They called me a cool dude. And looking in the dictionary, he came up with a cold cowboy, Uh, not realizing it was actually quite a compliment became something different for him. If you don't know the meaning of words, you can destroy people's ability to think. You know, Vladimir Lenin, in his writing, said the way to destroy a culture is to change the meaning of its words. Cultures are transferred with humans through words. Change the meaning of the words, you can't transfer a culture. You can destroy it totally and completely. And when you start looking at, you know, people say, well, what happened? Why don't we have the understanding they had back 2,000 years ago? What happened to that? Love those who hate you. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Well, if you change the meaning of the words, the culture gets pretty bizarre and pretty insane. So enlightenment gives you an opportunity to look back at the first century uh, meaning of those words, as uh, does the um, Aramaicisms uh, DVD workshops are, uh, are geared to do the same thing, to give you more insight into exactly what the first century words meant. And then we uh, we publish a book called Recipes, and Recipes is... Oh, 25 years or more accumulation of our favorite raw recipes from intensives at Heartland. You know, Chef Ari has been uh, on our team for several years helping us to create recipes and to do food at Heartland. Actually, he's going to be here in, uh, in just a few weeks to, uh, to join us for the, uh, the intensives in Orlando. He's coming down to do the food for that. And actually, he's more excited than I've ever seen Ari about uh, doing the food for an intensive. He's got some just really exciting new recipes that he's been talking about with us. And uh, so he's pretty cranked up about uh, coming and doing that. If you're interested in tapping into an intensive, we'll be doing actually two separate intensives in Orlando starting on the 1st of February. We're going to do a nine-day codependence to interdependence communication practicum. And that nine-day will actually turn into a, up to a 16-day if people want to stay longer, but it starts out as a nine-day so that people who can just get a week off work, you know, they can can come and get, you know, just with taking a week off work, do the full nine-day intensive. But for those who want to stay, they can stay through the whole up to the whole 16 days. And then starting on the 17th of uh, February, we'll be doing a 16-day Laws of Living. We've rented a really beautiful, huge seven-bedroom house in uh, Orlando, really beautiful spot. And so if you want to join us for that, that will be starting on February 1st. Touch in, and we'd be delighted if you wanted to uh, to join us for that. And the food will be all fresh and raw. We don't do anything cooked, and we only serve food. And some people are kind of shocked when they learn that food doesn't come from a box or a can. It comes from the ground. And so we'll be serving all fresh and raw food, very vitalizing. It creates a level of vitality that gives people the ability to dig deeper into their process. It's the, you create the kind of vitality that most people don't have the discipline to do for themselves at home. And also there's an opportunity to learn from Ari uh, some of those food secrets. And if you've ever been in the kitchen with Ari, he's like a a walking encyclopedia when it comes to food. It's just He's just continuously giving us new information about food and how to use it uh, properly. Another of the uh, the products that we have in our catalog is Wellness Through Stillness, a 20-minute meditation. It goes through progressive relaxation and then balancing the glandular, limitative nerve, digestive, muscular, and circulatory systems of the body. I have people who tell me they use that as their healthcare system. I have people who are insomniacs that say when they put that on, they never hear the end of me. They go to sleep. And so Wellness Through Stillness is a... Uh, meditation CD that we suggest people use at any time they're feeling unwell and then at night as a uh, a way to tap in and get into deep relaxation. Of course, why is this happening to me again? We're working on a new version of the book, so that will be out. Well, we don't have an exact time frame, but we're working on it, so it shouldn't be too long. We do have uh, the book on uh, CD, 
available. Why is this happening to me again? Actually, it's not the current printed version. It's a new version of the book that was recorded uh, for purposes of publishing on CD, and we also have an MP3 of it that comes with that package. Uh, Julie Haverstick has uh, worked with us for the last, oh, 25 or so years, and uh, she's written a book that takes this work and puts it into a children's format called Healing Children, Loving Children. And a lot of adults use the worksheets in the Healing Children, Loving Children that simplify the process, actually get things down to the level where a four-year-old can successfully do a worksheet with support and assistance. So so that's pretty awesome. We thank Julie for that. And uh, a text called Nafsha the Miracle Dragon was written by C.J., and Nafsha is a story about this toy dragon that just his owner, you know, his grows up and goes off to college and he ends up getting locked in this old trunk with all these nasty toys and all the conflict that goes on there. And how Nafsha, it's a great way to introduce kids. There are 32 pieces of original pastel art that are just beautiful. And it's a way to introduce kids to the process of changing the way they think and the way they see the world. It's a powerful, powerful kid for tools, or tool for kids, pardon me. And uh, some of the other things that we carry, there's some products. Of course, the commitment is available in a uh, an 8 by 10 my commitment, which is the commitment that I would make to you. Uh, there's a commitment that I do to myself in the mirror. Uh, we have that in a greeting card format. We have it in a bookmark. Uh, we carry a book called The Bible for Translation, which has nothing to do with the Bible, although there are Bible quotes and it's got nothing to do with the Bible. It's got nothing to do with translating languages. It was written by a friend named Terry Livingood. And if you look back in the ancient scriptures, the word translation applied to stepping the body up from the physical to the non-physical, literally raising its rate of vibration until it disappeared. That was called translation. You know, Elijah died, but they didn't find a body. Took it with him, translated. And so this is a uh, a really powerful, sweet book about engaging in what it takes to step up your frequency, literally out of the physical. And so it's it's a pretty powerful. It's it's one of those books that I I, I recommend as a bedside book. That if you want something really high. I thinking, last thing at night, first thing in the morning, it's a powerful way to end and start your day. And we we carry uh, 21st Century Superhuman, friend of ours, Carrie Ellis, just put together an awesome book that will save you decades of work in looking at your process and moving forward on all levels, from the ecology to of the outer world to the ecology of the inner world uh, to physiology food, thinking, and of course she takes some of this work and uh, puts it in there in forgiveness. And she's also written a book called The Super Immunity Secrets, which we've had lots of good feedback on from people. And uh, Super Immunity Secrets gives people the tools uh, to just take the food that they, you know, have around the house but never think of being a way to boost immunity and how to combine those things to support, uh, you know, really powerful immunity. So that's... uh, that's pretty sweet. And uh, Mary Redanti, when, when we open the show every day, we hear this young lady sing this awesome tune, which she gave us permission to use. She actually wrote it out of uh, a series of workshops. She, I think it was her second night she came back and said, you know, I got a song I want to perform for you guys. She'd done the wise is happening to me again workshop and then took a couple of the other workshops and put it together into a song and uh, turned it into a CD. So we carry Mary Redonti's uh, Evolve CD uh, on our, our site as well. And so that gives you uh, an insight into the different products that we carry. Jeannie, have I missed anything that uh, comes to mind for you in, in sharing that so that we've got a record of all of this? And then anytime anybody asks, they can, of course, go back to uh, the first two shows of uh, January 2016 and uh, get the lowdown on all the different tools that we teach. I think you pretty much covered it. You have the list in there. I don't have it out here, so I wasn't checking a boss. Yeah, I do. 
Yeah. Too. And awesome. I think we got it pretty much covered. Yep. We're down cool. to about 14 minutes. We don't have any hands up, though. Well, let's say hello to Dr. Tim. All right. Hi, Dr. Tim. Hello, Michael and Jeannie. How are you? Happy New Year. Hey. Happy New Year. Same to you, and we are doing very well. Thank you. Well, it sounds and like you? It. that's a nice a nice full recap of uh, all of the different videos and the plethora of tools. It's certainly a, a, a blessing for me to have all of those to draw from for my personal life and to use and refer other people to. So um, I had a, uh, an occasion to have a friend send me a link to a talk from somebody else who's a, a spiritual teacher, and um, and I listened to it again last night, and it was you know a little it's a little over an hour, but the similarities between that and uh, the way of mastery and Course in Miracles and and just you know the ease of using our intention. And just having confidence that when I set a different intention in each moment, it, it's going to change my experience of life in that moment. And um, when I have unpleasant experiences, it's what I'm creating, and I can give it a whole new meaning by simply shifting my intention. And, and you know, you would use the words, you know, canceling the goal and setting a new goal. It, provides the stress that's productive for my life as opposed to how we've been conditioned in this culture to create all of these stressors by accepting the goals that others frame for us and then we end up creating stress which is degenerative rather than invigorating and uh, health producing so it's just uh it was another wonderful validation of you know when you're talking about the way the whole system actually works it's the same no matter who's talking about it whatever language they're using whatever words or concepts they're using it's just the same mind-body energy system it's just the same flow of life and creative energy so so it's delightful to be on the team and i'm looking forward to another fabulous year of teaching this work and applying it in my life. Well, I'm I'm with you on that one and uh we're actually just uh a month away from starting our 6th year of uh Mind Shifters Radio, which is just amazing. It seems like, you know, we just started a very short time ago and we've we've actually now in in uh, the next 30 days or a little less than 30 days we'll complete our fifth year so there'll be five years of archives and of course that's another thing i didn't really talk about but you're welcome anybody's welcome to go to our website anytime which is www.whyagain.org and if you click on the mind shifters radio you've got well over 1,300, I think we're almost up to 1,400 hours of conversations where we kind of uh, uh, perspective on the tools and support people in healing conversations. Uh, it just seemed the sensible thing to do because we get questions from people from time to time saying, well, tell me about what you do. And it's like, well, you know, I've got an elevator speech. It takes about 45 seconds to do that, but it doesn't even start to scratch or cover the surface. So now we've got in our uh, our archives, anytime somebody asks, you can say, oh, you can go back and review all of our products in each of the workshops. A short review of each of them is available in um, January 1st, 2016, and uh, then the next show, the first two shows. So it just seemed like a, a logical thing to do, and it'll be a nice thing to have as a resource for folks. Well, it's it's delightful, and as speaking of resources, you were just talking about the recipes book, and over the weekend on Sunday, I had a right now it's just yesterday morning, so I had a chance to have a breakfast meeting with some people who are going to be gone for the next three months down to Florida, and uh, just a gathering of people who are, generally speaking. There are five people at the table, I mean, eight people at the table, and five of them are international travelers and were born in other countries, Czechoslovakia, Great Britain. So 
when I somebody mentioned something food related and I talked about you know the total raw vegetarian gourmet food and um probably somebody mentioned something about a kale salad and I mentioned Ari's recipe for the raw quote cooked unquote kale salad and seven people at the table all copied down how they could get a copy of the recipes book so you might you might see some new orders <laughs> in the not too distant future because they're um they're foodies and they're more health conscious and uh so it's it's a lovely resource i really enjoy the cool. most recent copy of it with the nice colorful cover and it's a great great thing to have to be able to share with people because as you say most of us i know i was not raised to believe that food came out of the ground i was raised to believe that it came in a bag or a box or a can and it's just what it was like growing up in the midwest and you know <laughs> our, our 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 healthy snacks were uh ho-hos uh cupcakes twinkies and a can of coke and, um, wow. you know, for decades, that's what I was raised on. Well, it's interesting, Tim, uh, that back then, one of the things Ari shared with us a little while back was that the original recipes for Twinkies, a recipe, the the filling was actually just whipped. You know, like when you were eating them back then, it was yep. whipped lard with sugar and, and artificial flavors. Oh, yeah. That was it. <clears throat> That yeah. was a Twinkie. I mean, it's just like unbelievable when you think somebody takes pig fat, adds sugar to it, and, and doctors it up so that it tastes like something sweet and dessert-like and and sells it to kids. I mean, it's just it's well, mind-boggling. You know, and, and the cans of soda. Oh, you yeah. Know, I mean, we, that, was a, that was our basic foodstuffs. And and you know, you. Wonder Bread build strong bodies twelve ways. It's it's the most non nutritious part of the wheat completely bleached into nothingness so there's no nutrition whatsoever and then a little few chemicals pumped in and and it's fluff. And Unbelievable. it's paste. It's paste. Yeah. I mean I remember we used to take those things and mash the white bread and make you know, art projects out of them in in, uh, in kindergarten, and yet that was also right. what we were using for our, our food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can squeeze a a, a bit a loaf of bread and it just kind of collapses on itself, you don't have any kind of nutrition in there. There's no kind of food value to it, and and it's interesting. And this is part of the intensive process and the food process we do in each intensive is is a lot of teaching about food and you know the the basics the commercial industrial food complex has learned how to pull all of the nutrients like for instance with white flour pull all the nutrients out and sell it to the pig farmers for big profit pig farmers know that their pigs won't reproduce they won't survive and they'll have to spend a lot of money on on disease care uh, if they don't get nutrients so they give the pigs the nutrients and they get madison avenue to create jingles and wonderful ads that make things look like wonder something that actually is totally and completely valueless and valueless and guarantees that people will end up in the doctor's office after, you know, 20 or 30 years of using it. So so we correct a lot of those myths. There's a, we put a lot of work into recipes to look at, you know, sugars and all the different kinds of sugar and understanding their effect on the body and, you know, going through all kinds of um, of uh, processes to understand the real meaning of food and what it takes to really create nutrients in a body. I, I remember I had a stepson back several years ago who had cancer and his father was very medically oriented and actually forced him to have surgery. And the day he went in for surgery, we took him to the primo uh, cancer hospital in the world actually it's right here in florida and 
the doctor who was going to do surgery on him greeted us as he he was visiting uh, the customer in the bed next to where uh, my stepson was going to be. And this young man, he had just come out of surgery, and the young man's parents were there, and they were rejoicing with the doctor. I mean, this made such an impression on me. They were rejoicing with the doctor that this boy who had just come out of surgery that morning had eaten a half a hot dog and drank a Coke. Phosphoric acid, sugar, and caffeine into a body that just came out of surgery and literally sweepings from the slaughterhouse floor on white bread with sugar, you know, fillings in it, you know, ketchup is basically sugar with a, some artificial flavoring and, 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 and they were actually rejoicing. And, and I think it's criminal medicine that doctors ignore the mountains and mountains of research on nutrition related to disease. And it's just, it's just amazing. And so we do a lot of education with, uh, with food. And then uh, the other practical part we used to, when we do an intensive, we used to do all the food prep and just serve food to people. But people would, you know, somebody who was, ate the sad diet, standard American diet, would come and eat the food and go, wow, that was awesome. But, you know, I went home and I didn't know what to do with my hands. I got a kitchen that's all set up to prepare and serve dead animals. And and now I know what food is, but I don't know how to do it. So part of the intensive is everybody gets a chance to get their hands on the food and spend time in the kitchen and and learn some of the basic uh, process. The average person that does an intensive tells us that they usually trim, and that's in a nine-day, usually trim about 25. 25 pounds off their bodies because they're instead of eating junk and, you know, basically people who eat and eat and eat and eat and eat do that because the body's crying not to be, have its belly filled. The body's crying for nutrition. If there's no nutrition, what people are eating, they say, well, give me more, give me more, give me more. I'm trying to get my, my Nutristat to, to hit peak and then I'll shut off the appetite. And so our our culture is basically, you know, if you look at the um, the so-called educational system in America, uh, which is an indoctrination system, it's got little to do with education. The word educate means educari, means to draw out, or its root is educari. It doesn't mean to put in. And if you look at the so-called uh, nutritional education that's given, most of it's provided by the dairy industry. I mean, I forget what the numbers are, like 60, 70% of the nutrition information that's taught in schools comes from the dairy industry. People who invest in brainwashing children at a very early age, that sucking at the tit of another animal is a healthy thing to do. And that fluid that comes from the tit of the other, I mean, there's no creature on the planet that sucks at the tit of its own you know, its own species, let alone another species, after it reaches maturity. Milk has a place. And so you look at the way this culture has been, the kids especially have been brainwashed and by the television, such as pretty crazy. So, so that's an important component of the whole process of education that we do. And that's an important component in the um, uh, naturopathic keys to health as well. So, so thanks for bringing that aspect of it up, and uh, we appreciate you, and we're down to the last few seconds, so we'll we'll close out the show and just say that uh, we hold the space for everybody that's here to have the best new year yet of your eternal life. If the show's been useful or meaningful to you, we invite you to pass it on. You know, there's a free MP3. It'll be on the website after we complete. You can download it. You can attach it to an email. Send it to anybody that you think might be interested. And there are about 1,300-plus hours of uh, of that material available free on our website. So take it, please. Use it. Pass it around. Create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome no, Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Wright and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through
through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com.